The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Before we even start the show, Steve, I want to make sure everybody knows about BetQL. It is by far the best app out there if you want to get an advantage or an edge on beating the house this season. I'm telling you, they've got sharp data already for week one NFL games. You want to get the inside edge for who the pros are backing you got to check out BetQL. Same for week one of college football. There are some very big point spreads, and you might be surprised which side of the point spreads the sharp bettors are backing. You can stay up to date with all of the line movement, BetQL, and track the lines they have to kick off. Their powerful algorithm. Actually, I get alerts with their best bets, which are awesome. And if you live in New Jersey or Pennsylvania – Forget about it. It's amazing. You can see the lines for every different sports book and make sure you're actually betting the right line, the best odds for you with their exclusive offers from uh, those sports books. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the BetQL app today, like right now. Don't forget. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, which is, as always, presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code podcast one to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, Steve Fezzik, everybody. At Fezzik Sports on Twitter, I am your journeyman offensive lineman in the NFL, five teams, seven years, at Ross Tucker NFL. Ross Tucker is the name. You can always ask Steve questions, which I know a lot of you really like to do. So take advantage of any of our glorious sponsors. Send it to Steve. We're going to get into some preseason week two thoughts, some things that Steve thinks are actionable or not, some week three games. I want to ask him about some trends, 
some over-under bets, some division bets, some conference bets, which I thought were interesting. We're going to have George, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, from Pro Football Focus on. He's the sports betting guy for Pro Football Focus. So a lot of good stuff today. Speaking of good stuff, it's all about keeps. If you guys have ever seen me on TV, yep, I'm kind of losing my hair a little bit. But guess what? It would be a lot worse. I mean a lot worse if it wasn't for keeps. Keeps, there's two FDA-approved device uh, medicines to be able to keep your hair. One's a pill. One's topical. I was already taking both because that's what a couple of doctor friends I know told me I should do. And then Keeps came out, and I don't have to go to a doctor to get a prescription anymore. I don't have to go to a drugstore to pick it up. Instead, they're both sent right to my house, which is amazing. You can do the same. You should do the same. I'm telling you, the best thing they do, guys, is they keep the hair you already have. That is the key. So before you even start to lose it, go to keeps.com slash even money. Check out any pictures on my social or my video from my last game. I, I think it looks pretty decent. They've kept my hair, at least especially the stuff you can see on TV. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money. You get to try the first month for free. Your first month of treatment for free. Keeps.com slash even money. All right, Steve, let's start with any thoughts you had from preseason week two. You know, we are starting to see some injuries. Derwin James with the Chargers. By the way, I feel like the Chargers have a couple of major injuries in preseason or early in the season every year. It's like uncanny, unbelievable. But anyway, uh, that was probably among the biggest news you know, Avery Williamson for the Jets, tears an ACL. Anything jump out to you one way or the other from week two that you think is is noteworthy for either week one lines or season win totals? Well, I think um, in the preseason betting, where you've got two more weeks of preseason betting, I would certainly look towards the coaches' tendencies because they just keep continuing. In fact, Ross, if you just backed coaches that historically had done well in the preseason and faded coaches that did poorly, you'd be 10-0-1 against the spread. It's that simple, betting against um, Atlanta's Quinn and uh, betting on, um, on coaches such as Harbaugh, such as uh, Minnesota Zimmer, etc. So what I don't understand about that is why aren't the odds makers understanding that and adjusting for that? You know, in many ways they are. And what's happening is that a lot of the betters are looking at other factors and they're saying, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and adjust for quarterback rotations and other miscellaneous adjustments and what's happening is that they're just missing the fact that one factor is trumping them all. And if John Gruden is coaching for Oakland, he really wants to win. And that factor alone um, really trumps everything else. So as of when we're recording this, Steve, Monday night, actually watching the Niners and the Broncos while we're talking, which is kind of fun. We've never done that before. 
Uh, not a good start for Jimmy G, by the way. Two series in, he got picked on the first one and should have had a pick six on the second series. So um, I've been kind of bullish on the Niners. I don't know, maybe this will help their season win total number come down a little bit. But they've also had a bunch of injuries, which has not been good at all. Um, but I, I did want to ask you, um, that's interesting about the preseason, stuff like that. Um, anything else jump out to you other than specifically the spots? Well, I think that in preseason, when you're looking at teams that are getting injured, you mentioned it, the Chargers, the 49ers, with veteran coaches, I think that these are teams you want to be looking to bet against because, frankly, it's, it's just so easy to say, wait a minute, we got to get healthy. And I know Jacksonville's Marone has mentioned, you know, that preseason he's taking a totally different tact with an injured team. And you're seeing more and more coaches, such as Anthony Lynn, taking the Sean McVay approach to preseason, namely giving it no emphasis whatsoever. I'm not confident we're going to see Phillip Rivers anytime in preseason. No, and I, I would agree with that. A couple other things I wanted to ask you, Steve, that I thought um, were interesting. One is I saw some odds today from betonline.ag, where, of course, I tell everybody to take the prom- use the promo code podcast one for the 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. But they had a lot of odds on which conference will win the Super Bowl, what division will win the Super Bowl, most wins for a team in the regular season, most losses over unders. And I guess I just wondered if, if you ever found any value in any of these stats. It's not about specific teams. It's about divisions and conferences. They even get into, you know, prop bets like most passing touchdowns on the year over under 42 and a half. Man, that seems like an over to me. I don't know. 5,100 yards passing, 1,600 yards receiving, 1,525 yards rushing. I know there are other times in the year where you find a lot of value in prop bets. Have any of those ever been interesting to you? Well, I love the bet I can bet over or under on. I don't like the bet, as you know, the needle in the haystack where i got to pick one team to do something. But uh, at 1,600 yards, gosh, it sure seems like with as many really good wide receivers there are in the league that you would expect someone to have a breakout year. Because i, I got to tell you, Ross, if you asked me how many receivers are going to go over 1,400 yards, I would expect that we would probably see four of them or so. So to ask for all four of those, to like land between 1400 and 1600 seems unrealistic. You would think there'd be an outlier and somebody would go for like 17, 1800 yards. Looking at the, uh, around the preseason, I think those are the major issues. I mean, I guess as we're sitting here, Antonio Brown's status is still up in the air. He's reported after the ultimatum, but he still doesn't have a solution to the helmet issue. Is there anything there? Well, I think Oakland finally got their act together and said, you know what, enough is enough with this you know, circus of um, all these reasons not to practice. You got your feet, you got your helmet and the like, and just, just get in, into camp and, and, and start to do whatever you can do because, let's face it, Antonio Brown, yeah, he's a great wide receiver, but he's 31. He's not even a top five wide receiver in the league in my numbers. He is a top 10 wide receiver, 
But I got to ask you, Ross, at some point, and I'm sure you've had this with some of your teammates in the past, when does the distraction associated with the player become more significant than the player's value? Yeah, I think that they're getting real close to that. I even said on Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, I think the Raiders should strongly consider, and it's too late now, but the move would have been to send you know, that five-day letter, they call it, uh, where if he doesn't report within five days, you can put him on the reserve you know, left team list and not have to pay him for the year. I just think that the Raiders should consider that at some point. I mean, I don't really think the Raiders are going anywhere this year anyway. I think it's kind of weird, frankly, that they even ended up paying him the amount of money and they traded for him. It just doesn't seem to fit with the timeline for that team for this year. I think what happened there, Steve, is I think you know, they really want to evaluate Derek Carr. And they want to make sure that they don't have any excuse to not really know what they have in Derek Carr before they move to Vegas. That's kind of my read on it. I think I like that read, and maybe they're looking for an excuse to be able to dump Derek Carr. And let's face it, the Raiders are one of the NFL teams. They're one of the poorest of all the NFL teams. So a lot of this, I feel, has just been a bridge to get to Vegas where the money is just going to flow with the $2 billion stadium going to be done. And I don't know if you heard this, Ross, um, a Legionnaire has paid 20 to $25 million per year just for the naming rights of our new stadium. So think about this. Here's a Raider team that was worth about $500 million, just um, not in the, in the so distant past. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to get $500 million just from a sponsor to put their name on the stadium. Pretty amazing. Uh, what are we doing, Steve, right now with week one lines and season win total for the Indianapolis Colts? Are we trying to get in now or are we, let, are we just waiting until there's more information about Andrew Luck? We have to wait because the books aren't going to let us bet it off the board. Uh, Chargers hosting the Colts. Chargers were laying three and uh, no lines currently with it off the board. Indianapolis Colts were at a 10 season win. You can no longer bet that. The books are very skittish about Mr. Luck. Before we get to um, some of the season win totals and stuff, or really some of the preseason week three games, I do want to make sure everyone knows about Steakhouse Sports because it's really, really cool. Steakhouse Sports is a new, totally free fantasy football pick'em game that caters to the thinking fan. Really easy, way more fun than your standard pick'em games. Just predict the score for each game, which you're probably doing in your head anyway. When you predict the score, you're making three predictions all at once. That gives you three ways to earn points and show off your expertise. Plus, if you want to make your predictions a little more interesting, and since you're listening to the Even Money Podcast, we're guessing you do, you can wage virtual units. You can wage your virtual units, again, totally free on the spreads or the totals, just like me and Steve do every week. There will be an even money pool that you can join, and you can go head-to-head with me and Steve to see how you stack up. Go to SteakhouseSports.com, spell it steak like you bet, or steak like you eat. Either way, who doesn't love a good steak? And download the app for Android or iPhone today. What I love about this, Steve, is it's a listener. 
Chris Aronchik is a listener, which is very, very cool. Hey, I saw something today, Steve, that said that the two most popular or two of the most popular bets right now for overseason win totals and Super Bowl teams are the Bears and the Browns. Have to think that that's primarily just overeager Browns and Bears fans, right? Because you and I like the under for both of them. Yeah, they, you know, the Browns, I don't know what has gone on, why the Browns became such a public team betting, but Baker Mayfield, he feels dangerous, and money has come on the Browns, not just this year. Heck, they bet the Browns when Kaiser was quarterbacking them. Money just poured in the Browns seemingly each and every week, and they just have become a public team. I think they're an overhyped team, so absolutely. And the Bears, I think it's the recency bias that they had a super easy schedule and everything broke right. They were super healthy last year. I think the Bears are overvalued. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm frankly pretty surprised by people that, I mean, that that are giving them the over or Super Bowl. I mean, look, I, 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 I haven't seen the odds lately for the Super Bowl for those two teams, but I would be very, very surprised if either one of those teams made the Super Bowl. Don't you agree? Well, the Bears aren't going to make the playoffs. So it's going to be very difficult for them to win the Super Bowl, Ross. <laughs> I am with you on that. Steve, what about preseason week three? Um, I guess two questions here. One, do you see any good games or any spots? I know you already mentioned Harbaugh and Quinn and Zimmer. What What are the good spots that you see here in preseason week three that people can take advantage of? You know, let's look at the Seattle Chargers game. So we've got... In Seattle, Pete Carroll, a coach that always has emphasized doing well in the preseason, so a team I'm looking to bet on. Of course, I'm a little concerned about the quarterback injuries, but hopefully Geno Smith will will be back. Don't care if Paxton Lynch is back or not. And the Chargers, I'm really seeing Lynn. Coach Lynn, with his team so injured, has completely taken the McVay approach to not playing anyone in the preseason and frankly, the Chargers, they almost won last week, and that was a miracle against the Saints. Bridgewater threw a pick in the red zone. The Chargers got completely outplayed in that game, and yet somehow almost won, and it would have been a phony win. Seattle's catching points. That can't be right in my eyes. I would bet Seattle plus the one and a half. Got it. Anything else, Steve, jump out to you? Anything else that week three that you would tell people to seriously consider? Well, for those who like teasing games, the Vikings are laying seven against Arizona. And you know what, Ross? I think a teaser down to minus one on Minnesota makes a whole lot of sense. It's a 10 a.m. start time for an Arizona team that's been playing their games, frankly, late in the evening. And now they have to start very early. And woof, how bad did Murray look and Arizona look against the Raiders Zimmer's great in the preseason. I'd have to look to Minnesota. You could lay seven. I'd rather just tease Minnesota. All they got to do is win the game. All right, Steve. We also have a guest today, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, my guy, George, whose last name I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce, from Pro Football Focus. So we'll ask him. All right. So, George, let's start with the question of the day, which is how exactly do I pronounce your last name? <laughs> uh, you don't. You go with the first name. That's usually what I tell people. Uh, I'll give it my best shot for you. So it's uh, my dad's Lebanese, and the last name is Shahruri. 
which is just like from a different, totally different planet. None of those, uh, none of those sounds show up in the English language. So I go with George. And, uh, when I was a teacher, I went by Mr. C. Mr. C. I like Shahuri. I can do Shahuri. George Shahuri from Pro Football Focus. So before we get into a couple of teams you're higher on than a lot of other people and a couple of teams you're lower on than other people, um, I wanted to get just kind of your background and how you how you got this awesome gig with Pro Football Focus. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, well, the, the first part of that answer is that I got pretty lucky, you know, right time. Uh, being in the right place at the right time. But I was someone that had always loved uh, both sports and math. And so I went to school, got a math degree, and I kind of always thought I wanted to work in sports, but I ended up deciding to do Teach for America right after I graduated. So I stuck around in the math kind of side of things. And because I was a teacher, I had those, you know, that time during the summer to do a little more, uh, you know, exploring. So I ended up doing some part-time stuff uh, for PFF because I was looking for a place that had, um, you know, so, sort of a different set of, of thoughts about football data um, and found PFF and started doing it part-time and, um, you know, eventually just started doing more and more mathematical stuff with it, connecting with people in the company. And uh, about three years later, here I am. I love it. And I'm looking forward to coming on your podcast soon as well, which should be awesome. What's the name of it again, George? We call it the forecast, um, much pun intended, uh, and uh, we try to be as self-deprecating as we can with our forecasts. So should be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. We have a good time. Got it. Should be noted, by the way, I like to point this out, that George right now, for technical reasons, has like an echo, and he's just <laughs> powering through this. This, by the way, George, is how you separate the men from the boys whether it's radio, television, or podcasting. Everybody can do fine when everything's perfect. It's when you have to uh, overcome a technical issue that you really, like I said, separate the men from the boys. So um, I'm loving what you're doing so far. Keep up the good work. We got two teams that you are higher on than everybody else. We'll find out from Steve if Vegas disagrees. Who are the two teams that you're higher on, George, and why? I will start with one that um, I, I think just you know a couple of years ago no one was low on, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, who all of a sudden they lose a couple of you know really high-profile players over the course of two years, Bell and Brown. Big Ben has a down year. They kind of have a lot of drama. And then the Browns pick up a franchise quarterback and a stud wide receiver, and now all anyone can talk about is the Cleveland Browns are the favorite to win the division. We would actually have the Steelers um, as the favorite to win that division. They're still a very solid team, right? Losing Brown obviously is big, but losing Bell, they already lost him last year. For some reason, it feels like there's that lumping in that residual effect, and they really didn't feel any issues of not having Bell, basically same yards per play with him on and off the field. So, you know, Big Ben is a guy that has always excelled from a clean pocket, like plus 105 pass rating from a clean pocket for the past five years, and he gets the most clean pockets of any QB. So for them to be unseated, it's going to take a lot, and I'm not quite ready, and neither is our simulation, to go ahead and say, hey, Cleveland Browns, you go from being absolutely garbage to all of a sudden dominant in a pretty darn tough division. Steve, what do you, what yeah. do you got on that? 
That is a first-rate betting observation, and let me um, explain why I love it. So you can still get Pittsburgh plus 160 to win the division. All the money has been on Pittsburgh over for their season wins. Pittsburgh, if you want to play over nine, you've got to lay minus 135 right now. Cleveland is stuck at nine. They've gone no higher. So think about how this doesn't make any sense. Pittsburgh's supposed to win 9.2 games. Cleveland's supposed to win nine. Yet why is Cleveland favored to win the division? Well, the answer is they shouldn't be. But the public money, the square money, has been on the Browns, while the sharp money has been on the Steelers. Pittsburgh plus 160. Ross, one, fine bet. And then the other team I thought was really interesting, George, because you sent me these ahead of time. And this other team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Explain that one to me, George. (laughs) Well, here's the deal. You don't have very far to go to improve, right? They have been, I mean, so bad, you know, on and off the field. It's been an absolute disaster. But there were some things about the the Tampa Bay Bucs, in particular Jameis Winston, that when paired with Bruce Arians offer a high ceiling. And what James Winston has always done is he's thrown the ball down the field. And what's really interesting is we've done a lot of work looking at passing schemes. One of our uh, new guys on our team, Timo Riske, another nice name for you, a guy in Germany who's doing some great work on this stuff, looked at where um, coordinators actually attack on the field and where the quarterbacks actually throw. And what you want is sort of a marriage of the two, right? If you have a guy that likes to throw deep, then have scheme, have passing plays, have passing combos, route combos that attack deep. But it's really interesting to look at the box. They didn't actually attack that deep. It was just that Jameis loves to throw deep. So he always did it. And now you bring in Bruce Arians, who has just over the course of his career, that's what he does, right? Think about how Carson Palmer was so good back, you know, maybe what, four years ago at Arizona, throwing 10 plus yards downfield. And that combination, if you're ever going to get the ceiling out of Jameis Winston that we saw or that we thought we might see when he was picked number one, this would be it. So I I always like to bet on something that can really win you games, which is passing offense, right? That's what carries. And then secondarily, where they've invested on the defensive side of the ball is coverage. And so if you're going to win in the NFL, you need to pass and stop the pass. And if there's a team that has – you know, as high of an upside as there can be in terms of doing both those things. I think it's the Bucks. Steve, what do you got on the Bucks from the Vegas perspective? Vegas likes the Bucks. We bet them up from six to six and a half wins. Now, mind, mind you, they're not going to win the division. So the way I would invest in them is to go over. But I love the analysis with Arians. Remember, he's the guy when he'd have a quarterback that would go down every other – NFL head coach would get super conservative, and Arians was like, no, 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 I don't care if I got my third-string quarterback. We're going to keep chucking the ball deep down the field. And in today's NFL, where you breathe on a wide receiver, you get pass interference. That is absolutely the way to attack. I don't know if you can win me over on the Tampa Bay defense being any good, but they're going to be in a whole lot of shootouts and should probably be able to find a way to win seven games. I will agree. All right, George, let's go on the other side. And a couple of teams that – you are lower on than most. I think one I agree, one I don't. You can start with whichever one you want. I'm trying to think which one I anticipate you'll, you'll uh, disagree with me on. But I'll start with the one that is probably, in my opinion, the most unpopular. And that is the Chicago Bears. And I, I don't want this to be the case because it's good for the NFL if the Bears are good. I love Matt Nagy. I think he is uh, an absolute stud. But they're it's simply they're just so far on the other side in terms of 
results from last year versus the things that they did from a process standpoint that you'd expect to carry on the next year. So I'll explain what I mean by that. A lot of their success came on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they were by far the best defense in the NFL last year. And um, that is just something that season to season is not consistent. And so when I want to project something going forward, when math projects things going forward, it's going to regress those volatile things back to the mean. And, of course, they lose Vic Fangio. I think you could make an argument that the most uh, important player on the defense might be the defensive coordinator. They lose him. They lose a good slot corner and good safety. And if that just regresses a little bit, now you have the pressure put on Mitch Trubisky to win football games. And he wasn't, you know, totally, totally abysmal last year. He did some really good things at certain times, but on balance, he was bottom five in the league in terms of uncatchable throws. He was bottom five in the league in terms of negatively graded plays. Those are our plays that like taking a bad sack or throwing an uncatchable pass or a pass that should be intercepted. And when quarterbacks do that, that tends to stick with them. Those are some consistent things from a quarterback perspective. So it's tough to see both of those things lining up for them to all of a sudden repeat with double digit wins in a division that, man, I mean, that division is stacked, right? Even the Lions, for being the worst team in that division, are no you know, total cupcake. And then you've got you know, two other teams with, with Super Bowl aspirations. So the Bears, for sure, are a team that I think a lot of people expect to just continue going up. But I would say math says a little bit of regression is coming their way. I'm with you on the Bears, Steve. Well, and the irony is we talked early on in the podcast, George, about how the Bears weren't going to make the playoffs Hey, not a shocker. I, as a former actuary, agree with the math major on everything you said. And just to add more reasons why the Bears are going to disappoint. Bears very lucky last year, plus 13 in turnovers, third best in the league. That's largely um, unpredictable going forward. Bears were the third least injured team in adjusted games loss last year. Bears had the easiest schedule last year. You add it up. If you go back and look at the film on the Bears last year, hey, they were really good. Well, they, because everything went right for them. This is the sort of team that can go 7-9 and nine this year, and everyone says, the NFL, it's impossible to predict. Wrong. Everyone's been betting the Bears under from the season wins gone from 9.5 to 9. I think the better bet at this point, bet the Bears to miss the playoffs. You can bet that at Pick'em. And then his last one, Steve, I know you got to run. you got another commitment. So his last one is the one I don't agree with, I don't think, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. So before George even dives into it, I want you to tell me whether what Vegas is saying about the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, well, I actually disagree with Vegas because Vegas is saying, hey, the Cowboys, they're not optimistic, and I think they're spooked by this whole Zeke drinking the Modellos in uh, Cabo for a while and what's going on with that. And, of course, are they going to pay Dak? Are they going to pay Zeke and all those distractions? So the Cowboys season win number has been stuck at nine and a little vig actually to the under. I disagree with all this. I understand that there's distractions, but I like that Frederick comes back, that O-line's going to be really good for Dallas, and I think they're going to get it done with Zeke and with Dak. And let's face it, Washington is hurting. The Giants don't have any wide receivers. So you add it up. And if Carson Wentz goes down, Cowboys are going to win the division in a walk. I'm high on the Eagles also, but I think the Cowboys win 10 games. I am bullish on the Cowboys, even if Vegas is not. Steve, you are the man. Appreciate the time as always. George, you heard the man. I'm kind of with Steve. I, I like the Cowboys <laughs> over nine. Get, sell us on, uh, on why we're wrong here. Well, I heard a lot of ifs there. And I actually agree with a few of those ifs coming true, which is I think they get it done 
with Zeke and Dak. And that's part of the reason that I think they're probably not going to be that good this year because you pay, you go pay Zeke a bunch of money. What are you going to do? You're going to feed him the ball, right? You're going to run the ball a ton. And that's just not efficient in today's NFL. You are not going to be a top level offense if you are just running the ball and you can't throw. And Dak, while he's been, you know, up and down and largely up in his rookie season, we have just not seen the ability for him to make clean pocket plays. And so if you're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, who, in my opinion, are easily the class of that division and have both a top flight uh, coach, quarterback and defense, um, you're going to have to be able to win from the quarterback position. So uh, I just don't I just don't see the Cowboys being able to replicate what happened in Dak's rookie year, which was the offensive line made that team. I mean, they absolutely did. And I, I agree with Steve wholeheartedly on Frederick being a huge piece coming back to that team. Um, but I think the, the Giants have to improve a little bit just given the number of picks that they had in the draft. I mean, that is the way to build your team. Um, you know, the Redskins, at least they now have some hope at quarterback. So I don't think that division is as big of a wash. Um, nine is a lot to me for a team that has a lot of question marks at some big positions. Check him out on Twitter at PFF underscore George. He does a terrific job. He's got the PFF forecast, which I will be on soon. George, terrific, terrific job, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, man, I enjoyed it. We're going to have a fun time when you come on. I think it's later this week, right? So prepare yourself. Get ready. I am ready, my man. Thanks so much. Awesome, brother. We'll talk later. That was really cool. Uh, I, I like getting different experts on and seeing whether or not Steve and I agree. Very cool format. Next week, geez, we might have to do our final season win totals because the week after we're doing week one lines. Um, by the way, Yahoo has officially released their week one daily fantasy football contest. They have a $1 million contest for week one with no management fee and a hundred K to first place, meaning more money goes back to you, the players. Ten entry max. You're not going to be playing against people with 150 lineups like other sites. Yahoo also has a 100K guaranteed contest. So lots of prizes out there for week one. If you're just getting started with daily fantasy football, join the free to enter Yahoo Cup. Play all season long. 150K in weekly and season long prizes. And if you get a perfect lineup, you win $1 million. Get started now, yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. Next week are our final season win total bets. Week after that, believe it or not, is week one in the NFL, which is crazy. Probably get to some email questions for Steve next week if you take advantage of any of our sponsors like BetQL or Keeps or Steakhouse Sports, or Yahoo, any of them count, or Bet Online, any of them count. Ross at RossTucker.com. The sponsor page is over there at RossTucker.com. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.